We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. Coming up, the latest on the Kansas Jayhawks from KCSN, which features three shows each week in Border War, hosted by former Jayhawks guard Jeff Hawkins and Mizzou forward Jarrett Sutton. Ain't no seats with Ryan Reinhardt, Anthony Bax, and Brayden Turner, and Booth Review. Covering Jayhawks football with Ken Swanson and weekly special guests. Make sure to hit that follow button so you don't miss anything. Stay up to date on all things KU with KCSN. And now, the latest on the Kansas Jayhawks. What is good, KU fans? Um, Pretty important day. Uh, pretty important episode. Obviously, we had to get our guy, Michael Vernon. Um, he's been on here before. That's our brother. We love him. We love having him on. Um, so, Vern, I guess. Woo! Yeah. Tell us how you're feeling. I know you're all over this Dickinson commitment. You've been all over pretty much everything KU for the last few years. So, I guess, yeah, talk to us. Um, tell us you, how you're you, feeling. You've been there with me, man. You were with me on this one. Uh I'm glad it's over so I can sleep tonight, get a full night's sleep, but I'm thrilled. This is a huge win for Kansas. This was priority number one for Bill Self. He said he was going to live in the portal. He wanted a guy who could go get 20 and 10. Bill Self delivers. Like, every time. He is a freak competitor, and I'm in awe. He's like, he's on one. So, this is this is awesome. This is pretty cool. Yeah, and it's it's. I talked about it earlier. It's pretty much every spring where we start to get nervous about how the roster is going to shake out. Um, and Bill does it every spring. Two two years ago, um, he ended up getting Kevin McCuller. Last May, he ended up getting Remy, who helped KU, or I guess last year they got McCuller. The year before they got Remy, who helped us win a national title. So we've seen him do it so many times, but I'll still get nervous every spring, and I don't know why. So, A.B., can we ever doubt Bill Self in the offseason again? No, but it's hard not to, you know, because you're coming off the rush of the season and you're, like, so obsessed with it for six months straight, and then all of a sudden it's just over and you're looking forward to next year so rapidly. Like, I know people thought we'd lose to Arkansas, but it just ends so quickly. Um, But it's, I don't know, I was nervous, even though I tell myself not to be nervous. Like, trust Bill Self, trust the guys that are doing all the behind-the-scenes stuff that consistently win over and over and over and not a dumb guy that does a podcast once a week. So 
at the end of the day, I think I was pretty calm, but it's like, there was just so much happening and so many guys that you guys kept bringing up. And then Dickinson was always the one. He was the only one I cared about to just, to see that go through even after what, six weeks of him being in the portal. Yeah. It, it felt really good to see that notification this morning. Yeah. And Bill, it just feels like Bill gets the guys that he has to get. Like the dudes that he really goes after and needs to get, he finds a way to do it. Um, I can't explain how massive this is. And I don't know if it's like prisoner of the moment stuff, but it really feels like easily one of the biggest recruiting wins for Bill Self and one of the most yeah. important. I know Josh Jackson, obviously in 2017, we knew that team was going to be really good, but they needed they needed a wing. Um, and then Wiggins was obviously big. I don't know how important it was to that team. I know they were already stacked, but it definitely feels um, may, like may, maybe one of Bill's biggest recruiting wins. And I can't imagine how relieved he is because we knew how good this team was going to be. Like us three know we were going to be good. Bill Self could coach anyone to a one or two seed. But getting Hunter Dickinson, one of the best players to ever touch the portal, um, and the way Bill runs his offense and how he best. Dick, yeah, Dickinson's like getting the best. Yeah, and Dickinson, Dickinson's going to get so many touches. So the fit is so good. But I guess I'm not crazy for thinking it could be the biggest recruiting win in Bill Self's tenure at KU, right? No, you're not crazy. You're not crazy. It's it's Wiggins, like on the magnitude, national magnitude. Like Wiggins is on the cover of GQ. That mattered. So in retrospect, you can say other guys were bigger. You know, you could say David McCormick is bigger in retrospect, but that's not what we're saying here. At the time of the commitment, it's Andrew Wiggins and Xavier Henry. That's that's the other one. That's the other one where the hype felt out of control. But there's never been anything like this where a proven player, proven, a proven power five, second team All-American superstar can all of a sudden just land on your team. And a lot of people are like, the portal's ruining college basketball. It's interesting to think about, but also we've got our own little version of NBA free agency. And it's like, can you use the Golden State Warriors like when they're laying a KD, like with Bill Self, this is going to be pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, and we can just drop bags and not get any shit from it for from anything. And you know, we could just drop bags and celebrate it and flex on people. Like we used to, people used to give us shit for cheating and paying to get recruits, and people were going to Duke for the brotherhood, going there for free, but we were grinding them. So yeah, it's it's massive, and like you said, proven. There's been. There's been plenty of five-star freshmen that have come through Kansas that haven't done a ton. Um, I know it's tough for some freshmen to get in the rotation early and build system and figure things out. Shek Diallo, yeah. Cliff Alexander. I know Cliff was fine. Selby. So happened to him. But, yeah, Josh Selby. Oh, Braden's boy. Yeah, was a massive recruit. So, like you said, proven. This is a guy we know that's going to come and give you, I'm not saying 20 and 10. I think he easily could do that. But double-doubles pretty much – Flirting with double-doubles almost every night. I looked earlier at his game logs last year for Michigan. He had 14 double-doubles. He can step out, shoot threes. He was 42%, I think, last year from three. And he said today to um, Shea on Rivals how he wants to shoot more threes. And the quote that really stuck out to me was um, him wanting to get better defensively. I think that's kind of been the knock on Dickinson this offseason, if there's anything, is him defensively. But just thinking about him... The thing I've been thinking all day is I'm so pumped we got Dickinson, but I keep thinking 
we might have him and Dewan together for two more years. It's on the table. Is that really a thing? I didn't know that at all. Hunter Dickinson still has the COVID year. Dewan has his, has his. So they're going to be together next year, obviously. And I think Dewan was a huge deciding factor with Dickinson. They said they watched film of Dewan when he was in Lawrence. So playing with him um, was a huge deciding factor. And then you're going to have shooters surrounding Dewan too. And that's the thing that we've been we've been wanting. We wanted last year. We didn't have a ton of shooting. I know Jalen was fine. Kevin was fine, but he's surrounded by shooters and maybe the best big man in the country. Yeah, it's perfect. Like, DeWan might average 17 assists next year. John Stockton? It's perfect. I mean, think about the pick and roll KU is running this year with DeWan and KJ, basically. Yeah. Like, now you can pick and pop. Or pick and roll. Third option is Nick Timberlake. You can shoot. Maybe, maybe some other dudes coming in. <laughs> We're not done. Yeah. We're not done. We're not. That's what I was going to say to start the show is that we should all obviously talk about next year's roster, this huge um, decision today, and then get into other recruits later. Maybe some guys, maybe some guys that might leave, but I don't, this. I'm. I don't know how you guys feel. Obviously, we're biased. We thought KU should be the decision all along for Dickinson, and I. I just. I want to give credit to him for. Personally, I think he made the right decision. Just for him as a player. Obviously, Maryland was the home team. You had Jameer Young, who he played with um, in high school. His high school coach was there, but I give credit to Dickinson because this is. He wants to go play in the NBA. Obviously, this is the perfect coach to come play for. Um, you're going to develop maybe a year, maybe he'll get two years here, but, and then you get the bag. So like you said, a few days ago, you're going to get, this might be how he can max, I guess, get the max amount of money that he could get in his playing days, playing basketball. So I, I don't know if you guys agree with me. I'm sure you do. Cause we're biased. We love KU, but I don't think Hunter Dickinson could have made a better decision. I personally think he could have regretted going to some of the other schools because no one can develop like Bill Self, and obviously his goal is to eventually play in the league. A lot of that stuff's so easy to say for us because obviously we have the KU bias, but, like, it's not wrong either. Like, they're always going to – like, the – I can't even – the priority should always be, like, winning, improving, and, like, getting to the next level. And like you said, Braden, all three, all three are checked every single year for regardless of the roster that Bill has. Like, it's just set in stone that – Maybe it's it's going to sound bad, but it's certainly the easiest path for him to take. Not that he's not going to work hard while he's here, but he's going to have all the opportunities basically given to him on his front doorstep, where if he's playing at Georgetown, Maryland, I'm not going to act like those teams like aren't on FS1 or something like that, but it's a little different from Big Monday every other week with a Saturday primetime game every single week. Like He's going to be talked about he's going to be a top five name in college basketball next year at the top three program in college basketball so like he's going to make a lot of money just by being here if you're kevin willard maryland's coach what job you taking maryland or kansas exactly if you're villanova's coach what job you taking yeah kyle neptune (laughs) which they had jordan wright they had jay wright there for the visit recruiting right which is kind of wild to me. And then Kentucky is Kentucky. Like, 
I feel like I have a little hatred for them in my heart. So sometimes I don't look at it like with an open view. So I always thought KU was the better option um, for Hunter Dickinson. Personally, I know Kentucky's won so many games. They've won so many national titles. Cal sent so many guys to the league, but Bill Self's the best in the country. He's obviously Cal sent guys to the league, like I just said, but it's a lot of five stars, top 10, top 20 dudes. So I just thought, I thought KU was the better decision um, or was the better option over Kentucky. I don't know. I don't, I know Kentucky fans might disagree, but I think you get better coach, guy that can develop better. I think KU will have a better roster and a better chance to win it all. So I know Kentucky was there. I think they were going to throw a bag, obviously, but I think I think KU was even a better option than a blue blood like Kentucky. It's just Calipari's had a hard time modernizing his offense. Look at their offense last year was ugly, and they've got a great class coming in. But they don't have to want. They don't have proven players like that. Modern offense, it it makes sense. You know, I don't think KU is getting beat as far as NIL goes. Kentucky's the only one. Kentucky's the only one that could hang there. And if he chooses Kentucky, it's like, all right, yeah, that I can see it. The hometown schools, it's just like a little bit more like why. So this to me just it it did make the most sense. That's why the choice was made. He knew it. I kept hearing, he knows this is the best choice. Well, the whole time. I even, I have been said earlier, like when Hunter Dickinson's name went in the portal, college basketball fans all around the country, obviously were going crazy. But there was guys on podcasts that immediately just said Kansas. Like, that's such a good fit. He's going to get fed all game long. He could develop into a pro. We know he's not, we know he's not a pro yet. Um, but I wrote down like how much better it's wild to think about how much better could Hunter Dickinson get as a player just being under Bill Self. Like he's already a twenty and ten guy, can stroke it, pause, but he how much better can he get like well, over the next year or two under the best coach in the country, under the coach that develops players better than anyone in the nation. Yeah, I mean, I don't think the numbers are going to take too big of a step up just because 20 and 10 is already... I mean, if he averaged 20 and 10 with Bill Self, that would be a top... Well, numbers might go down. Yeah. It's right. not about numbers. Yeah. But, like, he can definitely become, like, a more efficient, more improved player all around. Like, it's just more of a question on there's going to be more mouths to feed now than he's ever played with before. Um, but, no, I'm he's going to dominate. I, what do you guys think... I know this is a big transition. Do we want to take a break now? I do have a question that keeps burning in my head, and I want to get it out. Yeah, uh, yeah. So take a break now. Yeah, let's take a quick break and then get to your burning question, burning uh-huh. thought. It's killing me. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. All right, so I can't stop thinking about my guy KJ Adams. I know the talk has been like trying to transition him into more like a stretch four role, but like if this new guy I can't even pronounce his name, Mbaku Mbako. Kenzie Mbako. Yeah. If he comes in and then like there just seems like there's a lot of bodies, but like KJ Bill loves him. He just loves them. Is there like I, I just don't know what to think. I heard on Nerish and uh Parish and Norlander just a minute ago, they were saying that he was gonna take a huge step up. But to me, it's like, I don't know if I see the fit. Like, are we just fully 100% trusting that KJ can make that transition smoothly and not be just another small, undersized big next to Dickinson? Yeah, so I I think this will be a better question for Vern just because I think he has a lot of good um, plugs to KU. But I think KJ, I know people have said like the Mark Vidal rule, you know, for Baylor, a guy that defends, plays with a ton of energy. He's actually a super underrated passer to me. So I think... That's a guy that high-low with Hunter Dickinson feeds him, throws him lobs, and obviously he's going to play hard for you, and Bill's obsessed. We know when Bill's obsessed with the player, they're going to play a ton. Um, so I'm sure, Vern, you agree with that. KJ's probably going to play a ton, but we're going to get into lineups in a little bit too, and we'll talk about this. But, yeah, I think that's that's a good question for Vern too. No, I, I've got some hearings on this, and I'm going to write about this in the next few days, but I'll I'll give it here. Writing it. KUHearings.com. That's it. KUHearings.com on the newsletter. Got to plug it. Absolutely. Elite. Yeah, we got to plug it. No, this is is the crossover episode of the century. (laughs) KJ, I mean, one, I think you nailed how many times over the last 20 years have we seen the dude that guards and rebounds get playing time over a hype freshman Mm -hmm. or anyone else? I don't Mm -hmm. care. You guard, you rebound, you play. That's that's the rule. I remember there was some story a while back where like Mitch had Mitch wrote on tape on his hand like Dean Dean you know guard and rebound or something, and told one of the freshmen like this is why I'm playing and you're not. Like that's that's essentially what's happening here, though. And I've got an idea of how they want to use KJ a little bit. I've heard he's been shooting. A lot. Like, that he knows he has to do it, and he's been dedicated to shooting or making. <laughs> Apparently it looks better. I know people will say, uh, PU says this for years, or not the first time they've heard it. I trust my people. He's been working it. Can't see. Bill doesn't want KJ. That's not an ideal situation. Now they don't have to have it. So he's going to be shooting. I compare him to a little bit to how UConn used Andre Jackson this past year. Andre Jackson, 6'6". He had six points and six boards a game this season. Wow. Feels like he's a facilitator. He can guard. KJ can pass. KJ can pass. 
And so use him as a facilitator, have him be on the perimeter, get more comfortable there. I think we're going to see him, and they're going to use that passing, defense, and rebounding. It's going to be frustrating with teams hard guarding him. Like, you know that's going to happen. But I'm optimistic right now, and this is going to free him up to play a role that's probably a lot more natural than he was asked to play last year and the year before. Yeah, just he feels like one of those guys that'll start every single game until he leaves Kansas. Like when Bill falls, like I said, when Bill falls in love with a player, they're going to play 35, around 40 minutes ish because that's just who Bill is. He loves guys that, I guess, muddy it up, play defense. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's just his style. So, yeah, I guess as we're talking about KJ, I guess we can kind of get into maybe some potential guys that might be coming in, um, potential lineups, because obviously you just talked about the four, um, KJ at the four. Obviously Nick Timberlake's coming in, Arterio Morris, who Bill had amazing things to say about last night. I know there's some off-the-court stuff stuff going on that I really don't know enough about, don't really even want to touch on it. But I guess, do you you think the backcourt, if you had to guess right now, do you think the starting backcourt would be Dewan and Arterio, and can Nick Timberlake play the three? I know he's a 6'3", I think he's 6'2", 6'3", but can shoot it. So, because I I personally think Dewan, surrounded by two shooters, which would be potentially Mbako and Timberlake, and then you have KJ who's doing everything, and then you have a big who can pick and pop, come out, hit threes, um, and give you 20 and 10 a night. So Dewan surrounded by three shooters, and then you have KJ... And Dewan being elite defenders, um, that's just thinking about that lineup itself is exciting. AB, hey, you take it. You want me to go, or you go? Yeah, you can go ahead. I'm not going to lie; I'm not as touched up on future lineups as as of right. It's all good. You do the fun stuff. Yeah, I'll, I'll nerd out. I'll nerd out. Yeah, it, it's it's tough. I think I they're all. Similar, they're similar size too. Feel like El Marco and Timberlake probably start. Maybe not at the beginning of the year. Self maybe play an older guy, but none of them have been with him though. So I I kind of feel like El Marco and Timberlake start, but they're pretty much interchangeable. El Marco, Arterio, and Timberlake, I think can, are going to play that two three role. Interchangeable. Arterio probably gets a backup one minutes on the ball too, but that would be my guess. Is Arterio off the bench? El Marco probably start. There's a little bit of pressure, yeah, to Mickey these guys. So if he's ready, and I, I think Timberlake will probably start. Yeah, don't forget about Mark Marcus Adams hanging around out there too. Yeah, yeah, and I I know. Um... Just some talking to some people yesterday, they worried about Mbako being able to play the three. Some people see him strictly as a four. So I was just thinking about him coming off the bench. I know KU, you obviously, when you get these top 10 guys, you want them to play. Um, you want them to play a lot. You want them to probably go one and done, get drafted. So, and I know, yeah. I, obviously, MJ Rice had a tough year, but you want these freshmen to come in, play right away so you can get more in the future. Um, so I, I'm just having a tough time seeing a guy like him come off the bench. I know it's happened before, Kelly Oubre. Um, but like I said, KJ is probably locked in at the four. So Dewan at the one, KJ at the four, um, obviously Dickinson at the five. So trying to scuffle through the two and three. I know Arterio would be electric defensively next to 
Um, the one I don't know. I've heard Nick Timberlake isn't very is it great? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It'll self. I heard he likes when people guard people. So, <laughs> um, so I'm just I've just been thinking about future lineups all day. I know, um, and things look. We'll get into Mbako, but yeah, just trying to think of like who might start at the two and three because I think you surround, like I said, surround Dewan with shooters and an elite big. I think. KU is just going to be so tough to beat because then you throw in three really good defenders too with Arterio, DeWan, KJ Adams. Um, but yeah, I wanted to, I guess let's get into McKenzie Mbako a little bit. Um, I know he visited recently. Not sure if he's going to take more visits or not. I know he's slated to go. What were his upcoming visits? He had Indiana? For Indiana, Louisville. Indiana, yeah, I thought Louisville was on there. Yeah, he was already at St. John's. I think some people felt okay about St. John's early. Adidas, Adidas, remaining. Yeah, yeah. So he went to St. John's, came to Lawrence. Everything we've heard is that he had an incredible visit, and it went really well. Bill, obviously, the staff really wants him. That's pretty obvious, but heard it went really well, and things are looking super solid for KU right now. I don't have any intel, but I just to follow up and like add to that question or statement. Like to me, when I saw that Kyle the Cuff, mm-hmm. when he when he transferred yesterday, like it just felt like things were like I think that was a general you know understanding from everybody things are going to happen. But when you see two scholarships are open, it almost felt like with the urgency of him getting out of there that these two were imminent. So is he close to his decision? Is he surely going on all of his visits, or is he like like? Is he going to announce like this weekend out of the blue that he's coming to get you as well? My favorite word. It's my favorite word, isn't it? Uh, I, okay, so he's got Indiana this weekend, Louisville next week. My guess? Okay, so cup leaving means KU is getting two players. That's what that means. That was the clear indication. Two guys are coming in. KU feels good about Mbako. My guess is that he goes to Indiana this weekend. And I think there's some hope that maybe early next week and maybe he doesn't go to Louisville and gives KU a, a nod. That That's probably, that's just a guess. But like with recruiting, like we saw with Dickinson, a lot of things can change at the very, very end. So if he's taking that Indiana visit, any guess is probably stupid and i just made mine so that's my guess yeah Mbaka is a jayhawk early next week yeah i mean obviously oh <laughs> yeah indiana good history assembly hall um but indiana's sick yeah but also i guess maybe we can touch on this a little bit i don't know how into detail we can get into it but there has been um rumblings about potentially him making a decision tomorrow so obviously if he sets a decision date tomorrow um for tomorrow, I guess I should say. It's obviously over. Um, he made his visit to St. John's, but he's coming off his KU visit. There's all the hype behind it, how bad KU wants him, how much fun he had on his visit. So there is rumblings for him to potentially make a decision tomorrow, right? Yeah, no, I've heard those rumblings too. I think he probably takes that visit that they have lined up. But so that, again, that's my guess. There. Those rumblings do exist. I know people were talking about it as a Friday thing. 
again, I, I kind of think he takes the Indiana visit. Um, people loved him. People around KU loved him. I've heard awesome things just about about the personality and desire to be here. So really optimistic and, and hope we get him. Sounds sounds exciting. He can shoot. He's got size. Maybe a little slow. That would yeah. be the knock, I think. Yeah. I think. So is, so is Hunter. Yeah. And got to run. Yeah, like, it's now, okay. Just play defense and make shots. That's Good the bit. thing. And that's what I'm saying. You could, If you have Timberlake and Mbako next to Dewan, then I, the offense is going to be insane, and then they're going to be pretty – I know Timberlake might not guard as well, but it would be really good defensively. But I guess let's say Mbako – we feel great about KU, but let's say he pops for Indiana. Like who – do you know who might be some other options out there? And then I keep reminding KU fans because this is the thing we forget about. I think we get a little stressed during the portal because it's like, who are they going to take? What if they take someone and then someone else becomes available? So – Obviously, you got the NBA stuff coming up soon, the combine, people get feedback. So there's still going to be more names that touch the portal that we aren't probably even thinking of. You want to do, let's do names after the break. Let's talk about it. I see all, I see messages down a break. This is my moment on the show. <laughs> You're listening to KC Sports Network. We'll be right back after this. Entertain, educate, Inform KC Sports Network. Names. Names. Madness. Oh, right. Names. Names. Um, there are <laughs> there are a couple guys to, to look out for off the jump. You know, I think we've seen it reported. There are two centers KU has talked to, and you're like another center, but you have to keep your options open. Yeah, I, I think KU probably loses a player now in the portal. Um, one of the bigs, yeah, like they're they're not happy, yeah. right? They both have a ton of potential. We just talked about the rotation and didn't mention either of them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think uh, Aziz Bandiago from Utah Valley is an interesting name. KU's had contact. He whacked defensive player of the year. That guy's a stud fit. Two-time transfer, though. KU's not going to take a dude who can't play immediately. That's the concern there. Grant Nelson is a stud. Like, that dude, to me, he's probably not coming if you have Hunter. If KU pulls that off, it's like chaos. So those are two guys I know to look out for. And then you can start throwing out names in the, in the draft process. A lot of dudes from Creighton. Are, are in the portal right now, or in the draft? Kaluma, Trey Alexander. Either of those guys are yeah. just done. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's, if we're swinging, and it feels like we are, that would be sick. But I, I think KU's going to look for big, so does yeah. Kaluma count? Yeah, so I guess that was, that was going to be my next question is, say we get Mbako, um, and one of the, someone transfers out. We'll we'll get into that in a little bit because I have a lot of thoughts on that. But what position? Both of you guys can answer this. What position do you think they would be targeting at that point? Because obviously you got you have Dewan for a couple more years. El Marco's coming in. You have pretty solid two guards, I guess, and Arterio, Nick Timberlake. You would have Mbako, um, and you have a couple freshman wings coming in also. And then you have KJ who's going to start for a couple more years. So I. Earlier, I was just having a conversation with someone like if they have one more Scully to give, 
after they were to potentially get Mbako, what what position do you think they would target? A wing? Another big yeah, wing? I think it's got to be a wing that's pretty long, like 6'6 six, six or taller. I mean, if Timberlake's only 6'3", it just, it could be a pretty short lineup uh, from time to time. So I think that's what they go with. And probably the- probably more defense, maybe, knowing Bill. I don't know. Does this team have enough shooting where right. I can just go out and get another stud 6'6", six, six, long defender who can jump out of the gym? Yeah, because that would be nice. Yeah, yeah, it would be sick. Um, just because if they do go get another wing, then what happens with the freshmen? I know there's has been rumors. I don't know if yeah. they're true anymore, but there's been rumors about a couple of the freshmen coming in potentially maybe getting out of their LOI, not ending up at KU because they don't see playing time for at least their freshman years, but maybe beyond. So does getting another body, I guess, push out another guy, like maybe a freshman coming in? It's it's possible. I really I don't know with the freshman. Uh Chris Johnson, I, I know I think struggled to some this year, but KKU thinks he's got potential. Jamari McDowell, both of those guys, they're not gonna play this year. Uh so I think they're probably pretty nervous looking at this roster. And if they keep getting buried, they're gonna have to make some decisions. They can't be happy either. But a proven player seems to be pretty good than or a better choice than someone who won't won't make a difference. So it wouldn't shock me if, if either of those guys leave. Yeah, at all. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm sitting here trying to think of names that could come back after the NBA draft process. Um I know the fir- one of the first names that I heard, and we've talked about this on the phone. Um, and this is just an example of like the talent that could be coming back or could be entering, entering the portal after the NBA draft process. There's a guy like Chris Livingston out of, from Kentucky. <laughs> so I don't know I don't know if that that's just, that's just an example, you know, like those that's some talent. That's a top 10 recruit that Bill absolutely loved. Um Chris Livingston loved KU and um I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I know Kentucky offered about double what we did, like they dropped an absolute bag on Chris Livingston. So I think I really think he would have been at Kansas if the NIL money or the bag would have been bigger. But that's just an example, top ten guy. I don't I don't know if he would come here because I guess Mbako um Mbako could be here. So I don't know if Livingston would come in and start. I don't know if he's a guy that wants to wait around and get playing time. I don't even know if he would leave Kentucky if he comes back. So just the, talent like that could be coming could be coming back to college, and we have no idea. Just because they're in the draft process, we don't know if they're in the portal yet or not. Uh, Livingston's a great call. I forgot about that. He was one of the first names being thrown around. Yeah. He, I think his people wanted to play on the wing, and like my conversations with, with some people about him, it's like he plays a, if he is willing to play the four, he can be a dude. Uh-huh. As that coach down the road would say, he can be a dude. Yeah. Uh yeah, I know he he's with I think Clutch Clutch Sports and and they've got him in the draft process and they sh- he should probably listen to whatever Clutch tells him because they've got a pretty good idea. If, you know, he's got a future. He didn't do much at, at Kentucky. I that's a really interesting one to look out for. Mm-hmm. Is the pl- is there enough ball to go around for him? Depends on what he wants. Yeah. I know that that scared a guy like Jalen Tyson away to some extent, which is like, I'm not getting the ball. I'm not 
I'm not going here. I'm trying to go pro yeah. and I can't do what I feel I need. Uh, so I think Livingston's a really interesting one. There's going to be some, there's definitely going to be some guys that end up coming back and yeah. that'd be fun. So yeah, before I get into what I was going to ask, let's get in, let's get into Zuby and Ernie because obviously Hunter Dickinson's coming in one of the best bigs in the country. We already touched on that. Um, Zuby was ahead of Ernie at some point last year in the rotation. I think it was at Kentucky in Lexington. Zuby gets hurt. Um, Ernie starts playing. Ernie was pretty solid in the year. He wasn't anything crazy. Um, but you got Hunter Dickinson locked in at the five. We all know that. Zuby and Ernie are going to have to come off the bench. They can't play the four. And I talked about it at the start of the show. Hunter Dickinson might be here for two years. Like, obviously one is for sure. If he's here for two years, when do Ernie and Zuby see playing time? I know Zuby could potentially play the four, um, but you would it would be a situation where Ernest Umde or Zuby are like seniors by the time they might be starting at Kansas. So it's like they have to be thinking about the portal, both of them. I'm not saying both are going to leave, but I would say one or the other um, because one of them is obviously going to be the backup five, which Dickinson's going to be on the floor a ton, so I don't know how much either will even play. But those two have to be both be thinking about the portal, right? I would think so. I know nothing, but like it's just like simple math to me. Like yeah, this, I just kind of laid it out, you know. Right, like, and you said Zuby could maybe play the four. I don't really see either of them being able to step into that role. Uh, so they're a max ten minutes a game for one of the guys. The other guy's getting two. He's playing with the walk-ons against you know North Dakota State in mid-December. Like it's. And I don't want to sound harsh, but that's just kind of like college basketball now, and it sucks for those guys because, you know, how excited were they 18 months ago? Like, dude, I'm going to KU to play basketball, and then it's just like, Ernie go that way. And they play the McDonald's right. American five you know, and like, but it's just, just like, feels like a guy that shouldn't be. I guess someone just said uh, Mike doesn't seem to think the big dick will be here for two years. So I, I didn't say that. Okay. <laughs> Maybe he was going off your facial expressions. Uh, no, I'm like he could be. He could be in a Kevin McCuller situation next year where he's just ready to go pro. He made a couple million this year, um, but yeah, Ernest five star McDonald's guy. Like that's not a guy you would. He seems to love KU. Is I think that's the reason why people people seem to think Zuby's going to be gone instead of Ernie. Maybe because he's higher ranked, um, and he just seems to love KU. He's just a happy, genuine dude. Um, but Zuby, like I said, was ahead of him in the rotation. So I don't know which one is going to go. You got to think one of them's gone. Um, and I kind of feel bad. But like I said, one of those, both of those dudes aren't going to start for maybe two seasons. And say Dickinson leaves after this year, one of them's going to start and the other's going to come off the bench. So there's going to be a guy that doesn't start for two seasons at KU. There, I would be shocked. Shocked if one of them doesn't transfer like shocked just uh, you laid it out there really well i'm in agreement one and i want to say we talked about ernie loving ku both of those guys love ku zuby's been in lawrence working out with the team so is ernest they don't want to leave it sucks and they've got potential a cool thing i no one got to see this year because he would have gotten his ass pinched is Zuby, apparently Zuby can shoot. 
I was told like an athletic Luke May, like legit got a shot. I think he is the most likely to leave based on the injury that happened, his spot in the rotation, Ernest development. And I've heard Ernest has had a really nice early spring. Good. Like he, he fits. You've got to hope. You've got to hope that self can keep him. I think he can generally sweet talk these guys. So I, right now, if I had to guess, probably Zuby. Uh, Zuby would leave. Ernest would stay. I think I wouldn't be shocked if both go, but I just going to bet on Bill Self in these situations. Uh, and it's a bummer. It, it's a because, you know, those guys are like, this has been dragged out. The portal deadline's May 11th. Teams are set. It it doesn't put them in a great spot. So you feel for him, but also if he goes and, and if Zuby goes and ends up somewhere where he can play, like good for him. I'll I'll be rooting for that guy and want to see that shot that I've heard about. So hopefully he goes to a system where he won't get his ass pinched for doing it. So I, I think Zuby is fairly likely, but they're both I, I'm hearing they're both upset upset i think like yeah i feel pretty comfortable saying that or or at least their their camps are their families want to see them playing mm-hmm. and as a competitor that's i mean it's only right but like I th- these guys are good yeah i had ab ab said it earlier like i you kind of got to know it's just part of it like bill's got to keep ku to a certain standard compete for national titles put out one of the best teams in the country so i guess just after all this zuby and ernie talk um my next point was going to be, let's go, let's lay, let's lay out a situation where obviously they got Dickinson, they get Mbaco. So scholarships, um, scholarships are full, but then Zuby, one of Zuby or Ernie leaves, where does that last spot, they're going to try to fill the scholarship, I would think, somehow, some way. Even a lower ranked guy where he's gone next year, we've seen that before. But, like, where do you think the last scholarship would come from? Like, do you think it could be an NBA guy that comes back from the combine, maybe a surprise recruit? Um, where do you think that would come from? I, I don't know where. I think it's got to be a big. You've got to have three bigs. Because if one goes down, you, you get real thin again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they would want someone with size, at the very least. Where it comes from, whether it's NBA or Portal, I guarantee you they're working it right now. Mm-hmm. Like they, they know where they stand with those guys. Absolutely. Oh, AB, what do you want to see? Who, like, what kind of guy do you want to see in there? A young guy with some potential? Yeah, 100%. Kind of deal? Yeah. Yeah, because I've always, I've always been in the mindset. I feel like every offseason we have the same conversation about, God, there's like 10 guys on this roster that yeah. are like, we're so deep. It always ends up being seven or eight guys. So, like, mm-hmm. At this point, if we get in Bozo, like, we don't really need a whole lot of immediate help. I would rather go after a guy that's like, you know, low risk, high reward transfer that two years from now might be pretty sick. And it's kind of a guy that we might forget about. You know, I might play a few minutes here and there this year. Um, Position wise, I don't really have a preference, but just a guy that kind of get the system because as fun and as awesome as this has been just bringing in the best player in the portal almost every year. Like, even if that continues to happen, you'd like to have some guys that are born and raised, not born and raised, but they've spent their entire college career at KU. They've got a couple years in the system. They know what the system's all about. So when guys like DeWan and KJ leave here in a couple years, 
there's not that much of a turnover. It's kind of like, all right, next guy up, you know, you've seen it now go do it. The knowledge is shared. You want that, that culture, that expectation Mm -hmm. has, and we know the system takes time. Like it's not the easiest transition ever, unless you're Kevin McCuller, because that dude was red. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you got more? No. No, I just, I wanted to touch, so I don't know, Vern, if you could see the comments. It blew my mind the first time we did a live show, but there's comments from people if you just minimize the screen, or kind of like click the, um, what, the full screen button, take it like to short stream back to the browser. Okay. So there will be comments, not in the private chat, but the comments. So I don't know if you see that, but while you try to find that like I did and looked like an idiot trying to do that and it distracted i got him um okay so i yeah so you're gonna get distracted now and it's gonna get crazy but there's two comments in a row that came at 633 um about ron holland obviously a mcdonald's all-american top 20 whatever recruit yeah there we go love that jordan you're the goat um they popped up go get holland yeah i love it so he and i i had a couple guys down at the mcdonald's all-american game Burns locked into the comments like I was. They want me to talk about Herman. It's hilarious. Yeah, we do. We do need to get to that. We got to. All right. Sorry. Sorry. No, sorry. You're good. You're good. So yeah, Ron Holland and I had a couple guys down at the McDonald's All American game, and they went to the practices. One of them calls me and is like, "Dude, you guys need to go after Ron Holland. He's the best player down here. Like he is unbelievable." Um, and. I know this is out there. I'm not going to act like I have sources, but I did get a call right away when he decommitted um, from Texas, and it immediately was Arkansas or G League. And that's that's came out. I know I was kind of about to ask you about Holland. I probably just said everything, so I'm sorry, but that came out right away was Arkansas G League, but I've heard Ron Holland is just fucking good, um, and I would love him to be here. I've heard the raw thing about Mbako from the McDonald's scrimmages and the stuff. Like he's raw, but his ceiling, he could be really good. So that's obviously intriguing for an amazing coach, amazing developer. So I guess, yeah, maybe touch on Ron Holland a little bit. I know I kind of just did, but do you have anything at all there? I heard the same thing that he's the best dude, that he's the best player coming in. So you've got another star out there. I, if he, if KU is working it, like, they're doing that. Why it? The assumption is Arkansas are the pros. Like, how much money does KU have? Like, like, come on, we gotta like save some for the future. I, I don't know. I, I'd be, I'd be shocked. The guy's a star, but I think it's probably unlikely. Yeah, it certainly isn't on my radar. Okay. Yeah, that would just that would obviously be massive. I'm trying to think of where if he last saved or that last scholarship could come from, and then it's probably someone we don't know. I just it's probably someone who comes back from the the draft. I keep thinking too is um those you talked those, about is these guy those freshmen coming in like where AB was just talking about how we got the ten guys um, every year that we think are going to play like a Kentucky. Um, of Kentucky, like What's blue, there, baby? blue and white or whatever it was, but just going over the names, like you got Juan, Arterio, Timberlake, potentially Mbako, Hunter Dickinson, KJ, Ernie, Zuby. That's eight. I know one of them will leave. You got like three freshmen that we haven't talked about or four. Come El Marco, I didn't even write down. That's eight or nine. Didn't talk about Marcus Adams, really. Marcus Adams, Jamari Dinell, 
Um, who's the other one? Bronny James. Bronny's Oregon or USC, I believe, right? Nike? No, no, he's, he's a lock for Kansas. Uh-huh. Okay. You didn't read the hearings? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the people that are watching the audio are going to be like, oh my God. Just messing with the, I, the Maryland I, dude. I have with Kansas or Maryland. Wrong. I've heard that um, LeBron still has eligibility, but I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. That's the rumor. That wasn't that funny, but all right but yeah Ready to wrap up turtle no. we got a we got another episode to record that yeah but i just guys happy i'm trying to think of the freshmen maybe one red shirts maybe one leaves so i don't know how many scholarships they'll have open but i guess before we before we leave here and then after this we'll tell the people what we got coming but it's pretty wild that i think we're preseason number one as of today and they're only going to get better this off season. Like, how wild is that to you guys? They're going to get better no matter what this offseason. It's a great feeling. I was thinking about it earlier. We went from 2020, best team in the country, 2021, is below par for our uh, for our expectations. National championship last year. This past season, we're talking number one overall seed for months. Probably should have been, you know, what is what it is, whatever. Still a one seed. Now this year going into it, we're going to have a preseason top three at the worst, I would think. Uh, it's been quite the stretch for old Billy. Yeah, so I don't know if... Go ahead. Bill Self is on one. Yeah. Self is on one. Yeah. They have I the number. They were living in the portal. Like, he's going all... When, once he got Arterio, it's like, oh, this is interesting. He and Timberlake at the last minute, and they're gunning for Tickinson, and it's like, oh, he's, he's like taking his shot. Yeah, right now. And they have... It is happening. I guess news for next year, but they have the number one recruit in the country that's going to be in town this weekend that is in the 2024 class. So they're on fire. Bill's feeling it like Mbaco. How do you not commit? I was hoping Dickinson committed on the visit and then Mbaco, but they're looking good there. We, I don't know, preseason one could be a stretch for now. I know they're going to add more, but they're pretty much the title favorite. I know they moved. I told everyone and their mom last night to snag Kendrick 22 to one. I found them somewhere. I did the same thing. <laughs> and they moved They moved to 15 this morning. So that's what we call value. Um, <laughs> I guess we have to, we have an interview in like nine minutes um, for our fans. I guess, A.B., do we spoil who we're interviewing? Do we get uh, uh, I say you check Twitter in about 15 minutes and you'll have a pretty good idea. You're even hanging. I will tell you. Tell me. No, I haven't told you yet, but we can tell you when we get off the air, but... I say we uh, we make sure that it's happening, happening, and then we just go all for it. Okay, but we have a guest coming on, one of the most loved Jayhawks ever. He'll be in the rafters someday. Um, so, oh, very, very excited. We've been trying to get him for like four years, so that should drop. This will be, someone asked if this will be out, this episode we're doing now. Um, yeah, it'll be, this is just a lot show, so it'll be on YouTube, it'll be on Apple, Spotify, all them. Um, so yeah, Vern, we love you. I think what you're doing right now is amazing. Guys in the chat, you guys know it. He's doing it for free. He could be charging if you wanted. That's not the guy he is. Um, I'm glad he's good, sir, for the people. I'm glad he finally let me in the Discord, so now I can say stupid stuff and, and act like I know what he's telling about. But oh, you're I, I love KU fans. I love how passionate they are, and there's literally. 700 people in his discord i don't know if there's a free invite 
But if you guys want to get in the Discord, I guess hit him up, hit me up. Please subscribe to his hearings because as much shit as you get for K-State fans, you've been fucking spot on on a lot of shit. And I'm not just... I wasn't here out today. I'm not trying to jerk you off or whatever just because you're on the show. You've been right on a lot. I'll take it. So thanks, thanks for doing it for free, bringing a community together. I want to make stuff more fun as fans. I want to do stuff together, tailgates, raise money yes. for NIL, all that. Like, I think we could all do something special together. KU fans are special, best fans in the country. And I think you guys are one of the major reasons the best player to ever touch the portal picked Kansas today. So salute to you guys. Thanks for listening. Vern, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Keep going. Yeah. Keep doing this, man. We're killing it. We're going to do it. We're going to help each other. Hell yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. And hopefully you guys um, listen to the next interview we got dropping in a couple of days. Maybe we're live tomorrow for McKenzie and Baco's decision. So, Vern, maybe we'll see you. I need a break, man. <laughs> we'll be ready. We'll see you tomorrow then. All right. We're going out. See y'all. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.